1: Hi villains and welcome to Fertile Love of Paul McGrath podcast once more it truly is transfer season because the links and the conjecture and the talk and the players being linked I think I said that already it's coming ticking fast next up is Lucas Dina and we're going to chat about him today because Steven Gerrard has Alluded to. Well, I don't actually even know is he alluded to the fact, but it has been alluded on his behalf in a lot of coverage that a left back is an area that he is looking to improve in this team. And when we look at, I suppose, the makeup of this team, Matty Target is the only left back in there at the moment, but we've been linked to three already. If you include Lucas Dino, we've been linked to him, we've been linked to Nicolas Taliafico, we've been linked to Aaron Hickey. So I think it's going to be, uh, I think we might see a left back at least. We're going to try to get left back in in January, and I would be surprised if we don't get somebody in to push Matt, Matt Target or to usurp him or somebody to come in there to to grow behind him over the course of the season. And, and Lucas Digne, I think, is somebody that is very much available from Everton at the moment. It seems to be that he wants out and that they're OK to let him go. Uh, been linked with Chelsea an awful lot as a replacement for Ben Chilwell. I suppose, really, he ways to weigh it up. Does he go to Chelsea and basically just keep that seat warm for when Chilwell comes back? Uh, probably will rotate time over there with like uh, the likes Marcus Alonso and a couple more people that they have there. Or does he come... Maybe does he go to Newcastle? I think he's already ruled out going to Newcastle, but, you know, a lot changes in football overnight. And then, obviously, there's ourselves in Aston Villa, whereby if he was to come in, um, he would be pushing Matt Target and potentially would be the man to come in and use our Matt Target in that position. But... Um, before we go any further, this podcast, before we start to look at uh, some of the slides that I've made here, I would really appreciate it if you guys could hit the like on this po- on this uh, YouTube video. If you could subscribe also to the YouTube video and to the podcast, I'm going to try and make a little target of maybe 100 likes in the video. It'd be fantastic if we could get there. It would really help us grow the podcast, and grow the YouTube channel. And uh, I would appreciate you forever if you were to do that. I really would. Would this face lie to you? I don't think it would. Um, so anyway, without further ado, let's take a look at some of the slides that we have here on Lucas Digne. So, as we know, Lucas Digne, French international, playing with Everton at the moment, oodles of experience playing on the left hand side. He is five foot ten. He is twenty eight, and he won't turn twenty nine until after the season. Uh, played 242 games at left-back, which equates to 21,356 minutes. Uh, Last season, he did play a couple of games at left midfield, playing 810 minutes um, under, I think it might have been Ancelotti, he played there as an auxiliary left midfielder for for a portion of the, the season last season. Some of the points of note that I would say with him is that it's great to be, to have people who come into this team with a, with uh, international experience, but he's experienced of going far in international competitions Um, with France. He, to me, strikes me, and we will look at this more, and I will ma- probably mention this a thousand times more over the course of the rest of this podcast. He, to me, is a very dependable player. He's a steady Eddie. He's unspectacular. He's going to come in. He's going to do his job. And he's one of these guys that I would imagine is a manager's dream To try and anchor down uh, the left-hand left-back position because he doesn't do an awful lot out of the way. Uh, There are areas he can improve in, and there's also areas I think that he that may put Steven Gerrard off signing him if he was uh, looking at the data and the statistical analysis of him. And once again, as I always say with these people, whenever I look at them. The 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 system that they're playing in at this moment over the last three sixty five days may dictate some of the statistics that they that, that show up here for them. But that's not to say that he can't play in another way for Steven Gerrard if he was to come here. But based on what he's done over the last 365 days, that's what we're going to look at. And as always, we use the standardization of putting them up in the percentile brackets against the top left backs within the within Europe's top five uh, leagues, also as well, just for a standardized measure to see where they fit in amongst uh, all of the fullbacks within Europe and not just the fullbacks that we compare them to here on the podcast. So looking at what he does well I suppose the ones that really really stand out there and are, are that he's just hes just a tough guy he ma- likes to make a tackle he tackles, uh, he makes 2.75 tackles over a course of 90 minutes and that puts him in the 83rd percentile he's very rarely dribbled past and this is a team that He's just like he's a real dependable defender and he's not going to let you down in that instance, but it's very rarely di- dribbled past coming in there in the top 89 percentile only gets dribbled past 0.5 four times per 90 minutes and uh that is one of the better statistics we're going to see for for dribble pass percentage um over the course of the next few minutes uh pressures at a decent rate of pretty average rate at 13.17 i don't know if if that's something that Stephen jared is going to take into account where he wants more pressures uh, to be made or whether he is somebody that um is, you know, whether the average is going to be something that, that he's going to look for there. Uh His pressure success rate, I think, is one of the things that doesn't look good in Lucas Dini's favor because his pressure success rate is only in the 10th percentile there, 26.7%. Uh Saying that, he is very good at, at, at aerial jewels, 66.7. So he wins two out of every three aerial jewels, which is, uh I suppose, which is very, very good for a fullback considering he's in the 94th percentile. Looking also there as well with regards to uh, he, how he plays in possession and his passing statistics and so on. Um, completes passes once again at an average rate fifty one point eight three passes per game, but his pass completion rate is pretty poor, coming in the tenth percentile there at seventy one point two percent, and that's something I think that Stephen Gerrard it, it could be a red flag for Stephen Gerrard the fact that he's not that this guy ain't completing an awful lot of passes. Now once again that could be a system side of things that could be who's playing in front of him. Like, I don't know what the flux, what the level of flux has been for him over the last 365 um, days with regards to the left midfielder in front of him or what they've played there for for Everton, but 71.2% pass completion rate is poor. Um, very, very good at passing under pressure. And he's also not afraid to whip in a cross. He crosses at 3.4 crosses per 90 minutes, which puts him in the upper echelon um, for crosses as well, which to me as well would be something I don't really need in one of my fullbacks. It's good to have it, but I just don't like our team crossing the ball at the moment. Just don't think we have the personnel to be very, very dangerous from cross balls. And um, so somebody who crosses the ball an awful lot, it's not really an attribute I would be looking for. But once again, as I say, what's going to be in the Steven Gerrard dossier to to nail down what he thinks is going to be the perfect left back for Aston Villa Football Club. Um, Something else I want to point out is that he doesn't dribble an awful lot, but when he does, he's pretty successful at it. And that does affect his progressive carry distance, which only comes in the 19th percentile there at 79.43 yards per game. And obviously, when he doesn't dribble the ball an awful lot, he's not going to have that many progressive carries. So he only carries the ball 3.31 times per game as well, which is quite, quite low. On the flip side for that, he does make an awful lot of progressive passes forward, 3.31, which puts him in the upper echelon, 93rd percentile of all fullbacks, all left backs, should I say, within the top five Uh, divisions within Europe Uh, but saying that while he does make an awful lot of progressive passes his progressive passing distance is average at 92 point uh, sorry 292.9 yards per 90 minutes and I think those two last statistics are quite important because there's something I think that Steven Gerrard is going to favor an awful lot uh, because I think he's going to want our fullbacks to be able to pass the ball forward I think he's going to be want them to be comfortable starting attacks like the Liverpool um, we see these days do, the likes of Andy Roberts and Trent Alexander-Arnold, they start attacks. And if you have a fullback that can do that, you might as well utilize it because uh, you know starting attacks from different areas, we know it all too well. Having a focal point where the attack has to go through can be quite uh, can be quite uh, draining, I suppose, on the rest of the team. So if you can start attacks from different areas, specifically your fullbacks, then it gives a lot more creativity or a lot more avenues for, for creativity further forward in the field as well. So looking looking throughout the whole lot of statistical analysis here just on Lucas Tinea he comes across to me as a real dependable real steady eddy type of guy who's going to do the basics really really well and he's like he's 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 non spectacular type of left back for me uh, for sure but how does he stack up against some of uh, against Matt Target I suppose first so let's look at how It looks with regards to Matt Target. And don't be fooled by the amount of red and green either side. These guys are very, very similar. Very similar fullbacks. Uh, With Lucas Dini shading it in an awful lot of areas... Um, which I, I suppose, with, with, no, with all grace respect to Matt Target, would be expected with a French French international. Uh, saying that Matt Target does intercept the ball an awful lot more, or well, not an awful lot more, but he accepts it at a better rate. Should I say uh, intercepts it at a better rate than Lucas Digne throughout the course of a ninety-minute game? But Dinia does tackle more. He's less dribbled past. Uh, he does offer more pressures, and he is better in the in the aerial success, aerial duels battle should I say as well but one thing I want to really highlight here with Matt Target is that something that I think that Steven Gerrard would want to improve in him and if he can't improve in him he's going to replace him because of it and that is his the fact that he gets dribbled past uh, an awful lot more than a lot of these guys as you will see over the course uh, of the next few uh, slides but he gets dribbled dribbled past 1.29 times per 90 minutes So which puts him in a very low bracket within the, the the top five um leagues in europe and that to me is a killer for any defense it's a killer for any midfield because if you have a matt target who likes to maybe go forward a small a bit and not a small bit. He goes forward quite a lot, actually, and you can see it there by his heat map. If he gets caught dribble past high up the field, it's going to draw your your centre halves out of position, which means your your uh, midfield are going to be completely out of position trying to filter back to get back in there to that 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 place as well. So it's very important that your fullbacks are able to deal with one on ones and not get skinned high up the field or even get skilled in the position when they're in a defensive position as well because the less time, the more that you can show a a winger you can dictate where they're going to go as opposed to allow them skim past you, the more structured your defense is going to be. And that's just basic defending. So that is a kind of a key point, I think, that we should that, that should be focused on for potentially any improvement that Matt Target has to make himself or improvement that needs to be made based on bringing in a new player. And we can see here that Lucas Dina is a massive improvement on that based on the last 365 days. And it's also a nice little comparison because the two of them play in the same league as well together. Now, where Matt Target has a massive increase on Lucas Digne. is something that I spoke about previously, and that's the progressive passes and the progressive pass distances as well. So we mentioned previously that Lucas Dina is uh, 3.31 progressive passes per game, and Matt Target is... Far ahead of that and it's 5.63 progressive passes per game which puts him right up there in the top fullbacks in Europe for the amount of progressive passes that he makes and that equates to 407 yards progressive pass passing distance as well and that it also puts him into the upper echelon of um. Of fullbacks within the top five leagues, and it's not something. It's, it's interesting to to do the statistical analysis like this because that's not something that would have jumped off the page to me when I was looking at um, at Matt Target or uh, at any player, should I say, with regards to a statistical analysis. So that's why it's very important to watch the games, but also look at what the statistical analysis is as well to get a more rounded view of what that player is. Because um, you know, if you have this data at your hands, why not use it? So, as I say, the the two players are quite similar in an awful lot of ways. As I say, I know it looks very, very skewed in red and and green there, but don't let that fool you. They're quite similar in an awful lot of ways, specifically in how they're kind of two steady eddies where – um where Matt Target passes the ball forward a small bit more Lucas Digne is very much more disciplined in defense as well and i don't think that that will come as a surprise based on watching the two players play when when um when, when you watch them that Lucas Digne is a more assured defender specifically in one on ones and i think that's one of his big big strong points so instead of just looking at how he how he f- uh, fares out, out against Matt Target I think the fact that we've had a lot of left backs linked to us in the last couple of weeks, last couple of days, I suppose, more so than anything else. I think it's important to see where where Lucas Dini will stack up against those guys as well and give us a more overarching view of where and what type of left back Stephen Gerrard and his band of merry men are looking for. So first up is Aaron Hickey. You guys may have seen the video I did on Aaron Hickey yesterday morning really like Aaron Hickey, he's obviously the kind of the, j- the joker in the pack here because he's, he's a 19-year-old guy who's got the world at these- his at his feet, you know, he's a massive ceiling. Being being utilized differently to all the rest of the fullbacks we're going to speak about, very much being utilized as a left wing back and being tasked with going forward. And you can see that here by his statistical analysis. He doesn't intercept anywhere near as well as Lucas Digne, or anywhere near as much as Lucas Digne. He doesn't tackle anywhere near as much as Lucas Digne, but he's very rarely dribbled past. And when you look down through the statistics here, you can see his past completion rate, which is something I spoke about. That I think Stephen Jared is going to want uh, our players to have is right up there at eighty-three point six percent. Um. Also, along with the fact that he's, he he uh, attempts more dribbles than um. Than, than the majority of uh, left backs within uh, the top five leagues in Europe and also his progressive carry distance and his progressive carries aren't too shabby when you put them up against Lucas Dina as well but it is important to show the complete difference in players here one is the grizzled Old veteran in Lucas Dina the guy who's comfortable intercepting comfortable tackling comfortable going up for an aerial challenge also a guy who's comfortable in um, in, in in passing the ball forward and not making those mistakes so It all goes back to the Steady Eddie piece I have in Lucas Dinia. And then you have this real exciting Thunderbolt of Aaron Hickey. Obviously, somebody who's going to have lower stats in some areas here because of his rawness, but somebody who the sky's the limit for him. And it's just really interesting to see how how they stack up against each other when you're looking at them in a statistical analysis. Now, Aaron Hickey isn't the only person we've been linked to. We've also been linked to Ajax fullback Nicholas Nicolas Tagliafico as well. And this, for me, is really kind of where the rubber meets the road. And it's going to be where the decision is made, I think, with regards to Steven Gerrard and what type of player he wants to bring in at left-back. Does he want to, as I've said before, bring in somebody to completely usurp Matt Target and for Matt Target to be the backup too Or does he want to bring somebody in to be the backup to Matt Target? If he wants to bring somebody in to be the backup to Matt Target, the no-brainer is Aaron Hickey. Bring him in, get him to learn underneath him, give him some spot starts, maybe play him in a left, in a left wing wing role if needed, maybe even leave him with Bologna for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know how wise that would be, but obviously the ceiling and the potential and the excitement that Aaron Hickey brings is massive. But if Steven Gerrard wants to get somebody in to play now, today, to absolutely nail down that spot, it's Nicolas Tagliuffico. For me, it's Nicolas Tagliafico. Based on what I've seen of him playing, playing at a high level with Ajax, playing in the Eredivisie, but also playing in European competitions, playing for Argentina internationally as well. Nicolas Tagliafico is a very, very, very good left back. We see here how, he's, how he... Um, he matches up to uh, to Lucas Digne, who would have come out as the more rounded left-back that we've seen so far, and Nicolas Tagliafico beats him in a lot of areas. We can see here, number one, he pressures the ball an awful lot more, which is something that Steven Gerrard may very well uh, very well uh, appreciate. I've criticized Matt Target for being dribble-passed, though. Tagliafico does get dribble-passed quite a lot, and that's something I think that... Um, you know, there the, the may be a worry for Steven Gerrard, but goes pressure success is far and, far and away above anybody else that we've seen so far. 43% pressure success rate is very, very, very good, and it puts him right up there with the top fullbacks in Europe, as does his aerial dual success as well at 70%. It puts him right up there with the top fullbacks in Europe. When it comes to possession and passing, and I mentioned that Steven Gerrard might want somebody who wants to pass the ball a small bit more and wants to be that point of attack, uh, a starting point of attack, should I say. Taliofico is that guy um, from the amount of passes that he makes. His completion percentage is right up there at 82.2%. Real steady, real, real dependable passer there. We can see here as well, when we look down towards the bottom of the screen, his progressive passes are up in the 95th percentile. His passes go forward. At 5.85 passes per game, his passes go forward and his progressive pass distance while not as much as Matty Target. It's not a massive drop off at 334.6 yards as well. And, um, very, very astute carrier of the ball, also, as we can see there. His dribble success rate at 66.7%, but also he is a progressive carry distance, which is above average. And uh, he has a very much so um, above average progressive carries of 5.85 as well. And uh, that puts him in the top 74 percentile of all left backs in Europe, Europe's top five leagues. So, all in all, as I said, the left back position is going to be somewhere that's going. It's going to be a real bone of contention, I think, throughout the course of the whole transfer transfer window. Were we to sign any three of these guys, I think we should be very, very happy. They all have their little pieces. I would not be expecting Aaron Hickey to come in here and hit the ground running straight away, and that's to be understood. But we do have a steady Eddie and Matt Target there at the moment, albeit he does get beaten on the dribble. But if Matt, if Stephen Gerrard wants to get somebody in. To start straight away ahead of Matt Target, these two gentlemen that you see in the field are the two gentlemen I think that will come down to pick between these two. And if I was to pick in the morning for somebody to come in to start against Manchester United in the league next weekend... Uh, it will. I would be picking Nicholas Taliafico, but as I say, all of these guys have their have uh their their pluses and their minuses. If obviously, if you're looking towards the towards the future, Aaron Hickey's a no-brainer, and it would be fantastic signing for Aston Villa as well. So interesting to see the statistical analysis here. Was well, supposed to be a full Lucas Dini podcast, but it's interesting now that we've got three different um proposals, I suppose, on the table regards to uh, the left-back position. Interesting to see how they stack up against each other from a statistical point of view when we're basing our decision on potentially who does come in. So that's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening as always. If you didn't press the like uh, or the thumbs up on this video, I would really appreciate it if you did it now. And also, if you're not a subscriber, I would really appreciate you scri- subscribing as well. really helps the show, and uh, we would really, really appreciate it as well. So that's going to do it for me today and we will be back with some more videos and some more transfer uh, snippets, some more statistical analysis over the next few days and weeks as the transfer window goes by and all that's left to say until we meet you the next time is up the villa.